mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bird to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, you're listening to the LM Experience. This is episode 24. Episode 24, hello Stu, how are you? I'm good, thank you Martin, yourself? Very good, yeah, not too bad. you busy at the moment? Uh, yeah, What's going up, on? up and Ticking down, over. before Christmas yeah. wasn't, after Christmas, definitely. Yeah, Christmas came early and came back late as well, I noticed, but I think it's starting to pick up now, so long, uh, long, like may, that, long may that last. So who have we got in today? We okay. have got, let's have a look, we've got Mr Adrian Maloney, Sales Director of One Savings Bank. Good morning, Martin. Good morning. morning. Good morning. You? Morning, Adrian. How are you? I'm very well, thank good, you. Good, thanks for coming in. I know you're a Pleasure. busy man. Um, uh, Adrian, we always like to just find out about the person first. Um, always interested in people's career and how they've ended up in this uh, mini studio at the, the, at the top of the fourth floor <laughs> of uh, uh, a townhouse in uh, W1. So what, what was your career path in, uh, in the industry? Yeah, I, I guess I stumbled into the industry um, by accident. Many people would say we I still have. kept yep. stumbling, <laughs> um, to be fair. But... Um, you know, I, I finished college uh, a summer in Tenerife and decided I had to repay the credit card that <laughs> had paid for that that, that long summer out there. Um, I live in Epsom, uh, where uh, a centralised lender at the time called Mortgage Trust opened. Oh, yeah. Um, where I ended up uh, doing a job on the phones, spent about eight or nine years there in, in various roles. Were they a real pioneer and buy-to-let? Yeah, they the current account mortgage it, at the, the time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was the first real sort of flexible one, and, and they acquired a few businesses over that time and rebranded to, in the end, I think it was Britannic Money when, when I left. Um, I then moved over to Portman Building Society, which merged with... Uh, the Nationwide, as it was mm-hmm. today, we launched TMW um, during that time, uh, another buy-to-let lender. And then three years ago, um, I moved into the specialist lending world at One Savings Bank to sort of dispel, uh, <laughs> I guess, the, the myth that Kent, Kent Reliance only lent in Kent, um, <laughs> try and grow into Bay Commercial, um, and see what we could do with our second charge business prestige. So, you know, when you combine those three brands together in the specialist sector, we're, we're, we're probably one of the leading lenders out there. Yeah, I think I think that's probably that's probably fair uh, to say. But also, there, like you say, there is a you, you can be big in a specialist yeah. sector, but still quite unknown to an awful lot of brokers. I yeah. think um, because brokers are very much you know heads down, isn't it? You know they're doing the job, and and they might have a top ten mm. list of lenders that they don't generally go to, but not really looking sort of more panoramic about what what is out there. Yeah, and that, that was one of the excitements, I guess, of the challenge, the opportunity to, to bring in people, some that worked with me previously, some um, from, from other lenders and, and, and grow the brand and the, and the sales function. And, you know, we looked at putting really good people across the UK to, mm-hmm. to support brokers because I think particularly in the type of lending that we do, it's all about relationships. Mm. It's about explaining what we can do, how we can help mm. with solutions. Um, you know, it wasn't just about buy-to-let. You know, you, you had Huey Jones on. We do quite a lot in the, the bigger ticket residential stuff right. in, in London, right the way through to, to, to shared ownership. You know, I think mm-hmm. Kent Reliance is still the only brand out there that will do 100% of the share. So, right. okay. um, you know, it's, it's little niches like that that, you can't put on a sourcing system. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, yeah. brokers need to hear about, and that was that was very much our, our aim and our, our focus over the first, I guess, eighteen months when I was here. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, what would you say at the moment with twenty nineteen as a year ahead? What sort of areas within <clears throat> One Savings Banks um, 
operation do you feel at the moment you, you, you foresee could have the biggest sort of growth for you as a firm? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we, we, we firm, firmly with Kent Reliance probably established ourselves as one of the go-to lenders for, for larger landlord, yeah. portfolio landlords. So, you know, we've been in the limited companies for, 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 for quite some time, um, which seems to be growing, whether that's people... The, the rarer purchases that you see in buy to let today with perhaps uh, uh, three years ago, people tend to use that structure. Um, we get a lot of clients coming back to mm-hmm. us time and time again because we understand them, the ability to, I guess, almost underwrite them like you would in a private bank. So you, you know their personal circumstances, um, you build their portfolio, we do client interviews. I think that will continue to grow for us and mm-hmm. certainly we're, we haven't really seen a slowdown in, you know, I, I guess our average landlord has seven or more properties. Okay. So they tend to either be refinancing, restructuring. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last 12 months, we've had um, a, a, a big focus on our commercial brand, um, Interbay, mm-hmm. which kind of does the residential investment deal. So, you know, almost block purchases, it might be student accommodation, okay. large HMOs, semi-commercial um, and commercial. But also we entered into the, the short-term finance or, or bridging market um, earlier on this year and, and put that out pretty much whole of market in April. We, mm-hmm. we, we, we'd like to continue to, to grow that. There are opportunities there with different projects that people are buying that they want to go into. Do you, do you see the, um, the landlord evolving as well gone gone are the days maybe of a, a one bed flat yeah. with a bit of magnolia on the walls to suddenly you talk, you talk about hmos you talk about semi commercial bit yeah. student accommodation I, I, I think the landlord has evolved. I, I think, you know, people refer to, I think it's the dinner party landlord, isn't it? It's always the favourite favorite cliche out there about the person that perhaps has done a, a let to buy or, you know, three of us have sat round, you've got one, I want one, and yeah. Stu's going to get the next one. I, I think those days have slowed for, for obvious reasons in, in terms of cost, stamp duty mm-hmm. and, and probably tax uh, uh, efficiency. I don't think landlords diversify massively all the time. Some buy where they know. Um, but you do see quite a bit, particularly in, 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 I think, London and the southeast, the ability to do a project. So, mm-hmm. you know, Hugh mentioned in, in, in his podcast about people or people converting flats to houses and houses back to flats. Yep. We see that quite a bit because, of course, the returns and the yields become Better. greater in London by, by splitting a you know, one-bedroom, uh, one, uh, a single Georgian unit into three, mm-hmm. three flats. But, of course, you know, that's not lettable on day one. So, you know, your short-term finance, you have the ability to refurb it. You have the ability to, 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 to take it out. Um, and, and, you know, there are other bits within people's portfolios. So, you know, a self-employed um, builder may have a, a, a shop, for example, with a flat above it, for example, where historically hasn't thought about refinancing it and taking, taking the money out because, of course, commercial and semi-commercial sit outside of the PRA rules. So, mm-hmm. in theory, you're able to gear it up in a different way. Um, and probably like all rates, commercial rates have probably never been as cheap as they are today. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. I've, I've certainly seen locally, I haven't done that many cases myself around it, but I've seen lots of office conversions into flats, for example. Yeah. And that seems to increasingly. There's a massive development that went on uh, quite close to the Mayflower Theatre in Southampton. Yeah. Um, and that was a big wholesale, big office block being converted into flats. And that seemingly, I think, is where I think a lot of the kind of the more, let's call them professional landlords, have looked at the situation around the taxation changes and thought, right, we'll go a slightly different route. Yeah. I mean, you look at some... Do you, do you see a, a geographical uh, switch in what the landlord's doing? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, is it being pushed out into the provinces a bit now? I, do people talk about the Northern Powerhouse, yeah. Adrian. Do you see this in your data? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, there's, there's definitely, you know, you can chase the yield in the north, can't you? There, there are some, some good returns. There's a lot of building going on. I mean, you only have to get the train into to Piccadilly in Manchester mm-hmm. to see the, the amount of city. new build. 
new builds going on gone, going on up there. Um, so, you know, yield tends to be greater in there. You probably get more for your buck. Um, and certainly, you know, I, I think for us, what's, what's been important, what we've done uh, over, over both all of our brands, particularly in Kent and Interbay, is grow a presence of field sales support up there because Northern Brokers, I think, Martin, we were, we were talking before we came on, um, you know, I get out, still get out to see quite a few brokers, you know, in the north are, are saying mm. they are very busy. Yeah. You know, mm. transactions are, are more common. Um, I mean, obviously, in, in a lot of instances, they're not worth it, uh, as much as a single transaction in some areas um, of central London and, and the southeast, but they are busy. So, mm. you know, land, landlords will have two games, either capital growth or they'll want um, a yield return. Yield return tends to be, in, in a lot of instances, still quite favourable outside mm. of London and the southeast. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we we um, we've never been that big in the buy to let market, yeah. um, uh, and uh, we've had we have had a few inquiries probably over the last six to eight months where they are looking at buying up north. Okay, mm-hmm. and it sounds to me like they've had a bit of a property boom yeah. up, up up in in Lancashire and up in, in in Yorkshire as well. Whereby it's almost like London was four or five years ago. Things are going for sealed bids now <coughs> up there, um, and and as you said, the yields can be great. You know, you can be looking at a ten percent yield. Honestly, you can get a Blackpool, and you can buy a hotel for about forty or fifty grand. <laughs> but, but, but I think it comes with its own risks as well. So you know, with the three of us based in the southeast, you really do need to know what you're doing if mm. you're venturing into mm. that space. So you know, um, quite a lot of landlords are specialised in there. They've been up in, in you know, when the, the, the profile of a lot of landlords is they tend to invest in the same areas. Mm. So if you are moving out, you know, and looking at other areas, it's important you know what you're, you're doing. The last thing you want to go up and you you you're chasing yield. But actually, potentially, you're buying in um, in the in the wrong area, so it mm, doesn't yeah. come without um, without risk its challenges. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a new client about ten years ago. It's going back that far. About ten years ago, they lived on the south coast and they randomly bought two properties in Hull. <laughs> Random, <laughs> as you do. Well, well, the thing is, <laughs> one, two. I, I think it was it was the effect of homes under the hammer or something yeah. like yeah. that. And they literally went for at that time two places just just something I think they visited once. But already at that point, 10 years ago, they were already losing money on it then. Yeah. Mm. So you look at that and you think, well, mm, that's what can happen if, if you literally just kind of pick something out on a map and, but, and go for it. I, but I, I do think, the, the, you know, just on, still on buy-to-let, the buy-to-let has moved to a much more professionalised, mm. I, I, I guess, um, market than perhaps it was pre the, uh, the, the stamp duty, the PRA changes, for example. And the landlords that are buying and looking elsewhere tend to do their research probably better rather than mm. speculative investment, you know, yeah. two properties and hold right or wrong, they'll make the decision that's probably right today in some instances. Yeah. How, how do you see the, 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 the market maybe evolving this year, um, Adrian? Because we, the, the, the sector got battered, didn't it? Over a very short period of time, from a taxation, a regulatory um, point of view, criteria point of view, um, um, do you see, do you see it um, sort of plateauing for a bit? Is it going to is it going to be another sort of push on? Do you see other lenders coming in? Where, where do you see it from a, a, a Ken Reliance point of view? Ma- so? Ma- yeah, market's really really quite interesting. So you know, it, it probably I think it will finish up thirty five thirty six billion at mm-hmm. the end of last year, which has outperformed many industry experts' mm. expectations. You know, there was, a, a, I guess, a surge in refinances. Mm. You saw some of that because of people rolling off what they'd done before the stamp duty deadline two years ago. You have um, a lot of people that will be um, rolling off from two years ago, um, potentially, that as a result of the rental calc changes, the ICR changes. So mm. you could see a, a spike there. One of the challenges is the increase in five-year money, but that's right the way across our market, whether mm. it's buy-to-let or residential. With, you know, we, we were again talking Martin before. Five-year money is very competitive, so now, a yeah. lot of people now are, are, are locking in um, longer term. Um, 
I think product transfers will grow for those lenders that can do product transfers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're a, we're a bank and a balance sheet lender, so we have the ability to offer our, our choices program when people come to the end of a rate. So potentially for some people, they can't move because the rental calcs wouldn't mm-hmm. fit under the new rules. Mm-hmm. Perhaps capitals drop slightly. But there are those lenders who are purely reliant on securitization, for example. Mm-hmm. So they don't have that ability. Um, so, you know, there's people that will come to the end of a deal with a they're lender that, that isn't stuck. able to offer that. Yeah. The, the brokers have the opportunity to, to, to move across. Um, new lenders, I think you've seen, you, you know, you see a lot of people coming into this market and I, I'm, I'm not sure there's the capacity yeah. for that many more mm. unless they offer something different. But what can you really offer that's different in terms of criteria that, that, that's not out there today? Exactly. I, I think for me, the big battleground this year, if, if, if you want to be successful, is service and support to brokers in that mm-hmm. market. Yes. Because I think if you offer reliability of decision, the brokers know what you're doing and you're able to support them, you're going to be slightly up the peck. And I think from, from memory, your, your, your BDMs actually have quite a lot of influence. Yeah. Uh, I think up in head office, which I think is a, is a, is a mark of a good mm-hmm. BDM. Anyone can give out a rate sheet, yeah. you know. <laughs> we don't um, carry them. <laughs> no, exactly. But, but someone that can, can roll their sleeves up and get involved in a case that's gone a bit wrong or something that's outside criteria. I, I think as well, it's a case of the, and I think what most break, brokers do tend to feel is that a lot of the time they don't, necessarily want I mean to be honest it's quite funny we've joked about it on Twitter before haven't we with regards to sometimes you get some BDMs who are active on Twitter who or, or just the email list and they'll send you out a, a note of when they go away on holiday and you're thinking great <laughs> yeah. thanks or, um, or, or when you want votes <laughs> for, yeah, for, for awards. awards but I think overall with it the best BDMs are the ones that are there when you need them and literally kind of in the meantime sort of thing you know they're there and you know they will get back to you if you have something that comes up is that is that part of your sort of recruitment process yeah, with BDMs? Do you expect I, I, them to go, you know, yeah, yeah, nine, nine to five jobs? That, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're a BDM, it isn't a nine to five yeah, job. It mm. has the beauty of flexibility as well that mm. can work around um, bits of, uh, of of your lifestyle. And and we did, you know, I, I think we kind of we'll probably be slightly to blame for this. You know, three years ago we started a recruitment drive to to build a sales force here or increase a sales force here and to get the right people from the right places. So, you know, I, I came from a lender, my colleague at the time who joined me to, to set this up, he came from another lender, and we did cherry-pick some some people from mm-hmm. there that we thought it was, they're the ones that roll their sleeves up, they're hungry for business, it's a slightly different model to, to what they've had before. A couple who'd been ex-underwriters, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a great bit because they could shape the deals. Um, I mean, twice a week we have a credit committee where BDMs can present deals that don't fit even right. our black and white criteria mm, right. that okay. senior people around the bank will consider and do as, a, as, as exceptions. Um, I, I mean, you know, that, that was the driving force to bring something different to market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, uh, the team was recognised on, on, on a couple of awards, which I think they really deserved. But I think the market, in, in, you know, to be a BDM at the moment, some people can name their price. And that's a, <laughs> yeah. that, is, um, that is quite a tricky thing in terms of, of recruiting. We're now um, looking at, we, we, we've started very much over the last 12 months building a phone-based support for the BDMs, dedicated phone support. So, you know, Martin, you have your usual BDM. Mm. If he's unavailable, you get that same person on the phone yeah. who can deal with a lot of the inquiries. And I think that's the next, I guess, training ground for BDMs for us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, bringing people who've worked there, they've done their time, they understand what we do and bring them up because it, it's a bit like premiership football out there at the moment, getting BDMs. Some of the salaries that are out there um, as new lenders come to market are, are, It's a are sweet quite spot for, yeah, for BDMs. But, you know, packages are you know, pretty yeah. phenomenal. Um, but the, I mean, the thing is, is well, they, they, I mean, they've obviously come back from a period of time as well, haven't they, where for, for a period of time it was the, the job of kind of really where you were 
the, the options weren't there, are they? <laughs> yeah, were they yeah, yeah. for some period of time, yeah. to be I, honest? I think the evolution of the, the sort of specialist sector and more people coming, more lenders coming into that market has mm. meant more demand for, for good BDMs. Um, and, and, you know, the, 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 the good BDMs out there, I think uh, a lot of them have moved. You've seen a lot of, uh, over recent weeks um, some recruitment at higher level to different lenders as well mm-hmm. um, moving around. And that, again, will, will, will spur movement. But it's about, you know, the same time as, as an employer looking after those people that you've got there yeah. um, mm. and making sure they want to continue to work for you. Yeah. If you had, thinking more widely now, mm. if you had a, uh, a magic wand for the mortgage industry and you could change one thing, what do you think you would choose to change? What would I choose to change in the in the, in the mortgage industry? So that's that's quite a, quite a, an interesting. In, Not your own salary, Hayden. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> going to add that one in tax rules for Huawei. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I, I think there's a there's a lot of things that go out, go on. I think this is a good industry. Mm. People mm. in this industry are are, are are good people. I think. Um, some people have differences of, of opinions in different things. I think, Martin, you know, you're quite vocal with some of your thoughts and other people would think in the other way. The one, the one bit I would say about this that I think um, when I see some of the debates on social media is that it should never be personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think some of the comments sometimes out there can, can cross the borderline mm-hmm. because people should have uh, uh, different opinions, but they should be respected. Um, I think that's a really valid point. I think, I think social media has evolved our industry massively. Yeah, it's absolutely. made it a lot, uh, a lot closer than it could have been without yeah. social media. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that brings a lot of good things to it. it does bring a lot. And I've, you know, we've met each other through yeah, yeah. social media. We met, I've met mm. Stu through social yeah. media. So there's loads of positives, but there is, there is probably a line, as you said, that sometimes that can be misinterpreted and you don't yeah. quite know what the other person at the other side is having a bad day. And, yeah. you know, your comment might have been sarcastic and we're all guilty of this can actually hurt someone. Yeah, and yeah. You yeah. have to be very careful with that, I think. Well, I think certainly on, on mediums like Twitter, to be honest, sarcasm is the, the most difficult thing to get across. <laughs> it needs its and, own font. Well, I think the other thing with it as well is that you've got to go into it with a viewpoint of um, whatever you tweet, would you talk the same way in front of your own mother? Mm. But, but, to be honest. But I think, you know, it, it is a valid forum for debating things. And yeah. I think, you know, we shouldn't be afraid at the same time to evolve this industry. No, we shouldn't hide from it either. Opinions. There are issues that need airing and the more mm. we talk about them, the more we can we can fix them. Um, well, unbelievably, we're, we're at the end of our time there, um, Steve. We really enjoyed that. Um, well, Adrian, thank you very much. Our usual question, obviously, uh, the most important one. Who's your football team? Well, you can probably tell from my accent that um, I'm a Liverpool <laughs> fan, uh, oh, yes. man and boy. Um, <laughs> 29 years uh, waiting for perhaps something uh, to happen. And um, how, how, does, how does an Epsom boy begin to support Liverpool? Well, they won Family? everything when I was oh, a kid, was I suppose. Yeah. Um, my, my dad is a Liverpool fan, he's from Ireland. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so we are all Liverpool fans in the Maloney house. Are you confident, confident this year? Is, is, it, is it our year for the um, 29th year in a row? Yeah, never get cocky, Martin. Never get cocky. We're, been there, we're, got we're, 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 I'll come back on in April, hopefully. All right, we'll talk about, about that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, have, we'll have a Premier League can party. Can I just point out that Saints have now sold all our best players, so there's no nobody left. <laughs> <laughs> have you got no one left? We can no, have your, no, your manager no. might be quite good in a few yeah, years. Yeah, time. No, no, don't say that. Don't tempt fate, please. Well, brilliant, um, Adrian. Thanks for that. It's really yeah, useful. Thank you uh, thanks for general. coming on uh, episode 24 in the can, Stu. Thanks for your time as ever. Indeed, yeah. Thanks much to Adrian today for coming in. Also, if you've got any future questions for guests on the podcast you can send them to us through our Twitter feed which is at the LM Experience please tell your friends share and subscribe and we will speak to you again soon brilliant okay thank you Adrian thank you guys thanks for listening and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter and remember there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it (laughs) 